The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.alocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are you? <laughs> D-Love won't be joining us today, but uh, we're going to talk about aphrodisiacs and sexy foods. They've always been part of my own personal sexual practice. As a matter of fact, I actually went to chef school. A lot of people don't know that about me, but I really got into the art of food, especially raw foods. I was a 100% raw foodist for a little while, and that's how I actually lost 90 pounds. I was 210 pounds when I started on a raw food diet and not only that, but I got rid of irritable bowel syndrome and gained tons of vibrancy. So I lost lots of weight, but gained tons of vibrancy. And I even co-wrote an ebook on the topic entitled You're Sexy When You Eat Like That. Today I'm in San Francisco at this fantastic event. Um, D-Love is in there taking notes for me since I'm missing part of the event to do the show today. I love you all that much that I'm leaving um, seeing some really amazing speakers. I just actually saw and listened to Daniel Amen, who is the author of Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. And let me tell you, he was, he was super amazing. And he had some really incredible things to say about diet and sex. So I was really cheering him on, whooping him up. Um, and I'll get to that. Today, we are going to be joined by our expert guest, Bridget Mars. And she's going to share with you a wealth of information that's contained in her book entitled The Sexual Herbal Prescriptions for Enhancing Love and Passion. And an in-depth catalog of herbs that promote sexual vitality and health. For thousands of years, people have used herbs to nourish their body and boost sexual vitality in a safe and natural way. In The Sexual Herbal, Bridget Mars offers a compendium of herbal, homeopathic, and other holistic remedies that help individuals and couples attract and maintain healthy love relationships and to naturally treat sexual dysfunctions, which I'm really interested in because I'm always interested in sexual wellness. So it's a self-help guide which shows how to use aromatherapy, aphrodisiacs, and even bedroom feng shui, which I'll have to ask Bridget about, to enhance sexuality and provides herbal remedies for com- common ailments such as infertility, erectile dysfunction, even premature ejaculation, and urinary tract infections. I picked up Bridget's book. Um, I was actually getting my hormones tested, so it was Dr. Prudence Hall's office in Venice, California. I was sitting there in the 
the waiting room and I saw her book, I said, oh, this is the second time I've seen this book. I think I'm going to pick it up today. And because I'm on this whole hormone regimen, I had a lot of low hormones. I thought, well, how better of a way to really support that than with herbs? And so I've been reading her book and I'm really impressed. Uh, and so on this show, I want to... You know, I'm always striving to find the experts who I feel most in alignment with. And even though I've never met Bridget before, I really feel in alignment with her. She's into sex and she's into food and I'm into both. I mean, who doesn't love sex and food, right? (laughs) It's just the right foods and the right kind of sex. Uh, So she's into aphrodisiacs and just all this great stuff. So who doesn't love that? You know, our diets today. I just, you know, I have to say this because the diets today out there are just plain and simple. They, they just suck. You know, we're on a trajectory for poor health and poor health means poor sexual health and vice versa. I mean, when your sexual health is awry, there may be things that are happening in your body. Like, for example, erectile dysfunction can be indicative to heart issues, issues with your circulatory system. And your blood. So, you know, when we have any kind of health thing, it's all linked together with if it's sexual health or overall health. And I don't even know why we separate that out even because to me, it's all the same thing. I mean, our health and our vitality is part of our sexuality is such a big part of our life. And so our health and our vitality is is just vital. It's it's just one of those things that we have to pay attention to. And it starts really, really with our diets. And of course, our thoughts play a role into that, the environments we live in, our stress. There's a lot of things, but diet is really a big thing to pay attention to and something that you can use as a tool. It doesn't have to be this, oh my God, I have to change my diet. It can be used as a tool to enhance and to bring that vitality in. You know, obesity is such a real problem today, and so is illness. Did you know that most of our children have a lower life expectancy than we do? I didn't know that. Last night, one of the speakers who came up, uh, a doctor, you know, she said that our children have a lower life expectancy than we do. And here, you know, I'm a mom, and it's like, oh, my God, my child will have a shorter life based on all the dietary stuff that's going on out there, the disease, the illness that we have. Something's not right. Something just isn't right with our diets, with what we're doing lifestyle-wise. So did you know that it's a fact that hormones, like fat, acts like a hormone that increases estrogen in the body? So having a lot of extra fat, especially for men who have a lot of fat around their bellies, it's actually a sign that they're increasing estrogen and decreasing testosterone. Why is that important? This is another thing, you know, Dr. Amon was talking about this, that men who have a lot of fat around their midsection, it's actually decreasing their testosterone. Well, well, okay, testosterone is decreasing, but why? Well, why is that important? Well, testosterone is linked and is responsible to our active sex drive. That's the sex drive that's, you know, like go out and find somebody, be active in your sexuality. And it's very important. There's like, I, I think about active sex drive is testosterone, receptive sex drive is estrogen. They're both important to have. And it, I love Sherry Winston's analogy of puppies, dogs, and cats. So 
I think of the, of it like this, like active sex drive is like a dog, you know, like it's there, it wants to chase the bone, it's like a puppy, it's very excited. Whereas receptive sex drive is sort of like a cat. It's like you've got to pet it, you've got to coax it, you've got to, you know, like the cat's just there waiting. It doesn't necessarily come to you. So um, testosterone is responsible for that active drive. Low testosterone is also linked to depression and a lack of interest in life. As men get older, their testosterone levels start decreasing rapidly and sometimes can happen suddenly. And they find themselves just like, well, I didn't, I'm not enjoying things like I used to do. Or it's like the world just isn't colorful anymore. It's become black and white. And that is a sign of also low testosterone. One of the things that I found out today that was really interesting from uh, Daniel Amen was that testosterone can also be lowered by sugar. And I had no idea. High sugar diets also decrease testosterone. Dr. Amen actually joked that when you share the cheesecake at dessert, nobody gets cookies when you get home. So so if you want nookies and cookies, um, you know which kind of cookies I'm talking about, don't eat that extra piece of cheesecake. You know, it does lower the drive and can lower your enjoyment of sex. Caffeine, 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 caffeine is another great sex life enemy. I'm always trying to get my partner to D-Love. You know, I would be ragging on D-Love on the show. He was eating candy bars the other day and he's been drinking a lot of coffee while we're here and he's not feeling so great. And I'm like, what are you doing? Caffeine is another great sex life enemy. It dehydrates you and it dehydrates your brain. Dehydration affects your ability to lubricate, ejaculate, to enjoy deep, pleasurable sex. Caffeine withdrawal causes headaches. And we have the whole excuse of like, oh, not tonight, honey, I have a headache. But, you know, sex is a cure for headaches. So we can't really use that excuse anymore. Orgasm decreases pain. But here's another kicker. Caffeine actually can increase your pain because it blocks an important chemical in the brain that helps with pain relief. So, you know, we don't think about this. We don't think about how our diet, our lifestyle affects our sex lives. And I'm a big advocate for a lifestyle shift. You know, if you want to have a great sex life, it's like that sex life makeover. If you want to have a really great sex life, it starts with looking at the whole, looking at what are you doing in your life? What are your thoughts? What's your education? You know, I I don't want to just teach how to stuff all the time. I want to be able to give people things that inspire them and are going to change their life in a big way. And our sexuality is linked to our aliveness. So that doesn't mean that you can't have fun with food. I know that I have to go to break really soon, but I want to share, you know, I want to share the positive side. There are tons of things that you can do to enhance your libido. And it's, you know, it's more fun to have high, healthy, long-lasting libido versus a life of depression devoid of pleasure, right? So speaking of sexy food, I love sharing a sexy meal. Sensual feasting can be one of the best types of foreplay out there, in my opinion. So here's one way, one of the ways that I love to do it. So take time to prepare the feast. Have different foods that indulge your senses, like rainbow eating, you know, like all the different colors of the rainbow. And really invite that sensuality in. Have like great and mangoes and strawberries and exotic fruits and chocolate and spices and sweets and lay it all out on a tray. And now your body and your partner's body become the serving trays. So the rule is that you have to feed each other, but you can't feed each other from your hands. You have to use other body parts. So a shoulder or 
in between your toes, putting a grape in between your toes, or the small of your back, or your inner thigh with a lovely strip of mango. You know, this, of course, is best done naked with lots of body parts to eat from. And, you know, I also like to take it then like, you know, after maybe you've been eating together off of each other's bodies for a little while. Laughter is always wonderful in the bedroom. And then what you do is you blindfold your partner and then you start feeding them other things. Perhaps you have a second tray of things that uh, you can take away one sight, the the one sense, the sight, which is our strongest one, and get them into the other senses, get them deep into taste and let them savor, 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 just really savoring every sensation of the food in their mouth. And I have had orgasms this way. I, I had a um, experience where someone they, I was blindfolded and I had like five people feeding me all kinds of different foods. Like I just wanted stuff in my mouth. <laughs> so I mean, I had, like strawberries dipped in stuff and bananas. I mean, just like all oh, this. Oh, it was just so yummy and amazing. And I remember also another experience very similar. I was blindfolded, same thing, and someone put like a chocolate raspberry something in my mouth, and it was just like I was crying. I was in so much orgasmic bliss from it. I was literally weeping from the taste of the chocolate. It was amazing. So what are some aphrodisiac foods, you ask? Well, avocados. Avocados actually used to be called testicle fruit in uh, some places. Bananas. Just think about that. They're phallic. Enough said. Honey and bee pollen. Um, I love to mix those with chocolate. I kind of call that the the ultimate aphrodisiac is putting bee pollen and chocolate together. Um, really, really fantastic. Chocolate has so many amazing properties, aphrodisiac properties in it, and anandamide, the bliss chemical. I've talked about chocolate a ton on here. And then maca, maca root powder. Uh, that's another thing I would put in my aphrodisiac medicine closet. And I'm sure that Bridget, our guest today, author of The Sensual Herbal, will have a lot to say about some of those foods. When we come back, we're going to pick her brain all about sexuality and herbs and foods. And this is going to be really, really super fun. So more Sex with Jaya when we return. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last for hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. 
Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to sex with jaya to ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 feeling shy send an email to jaya at missjaya.com that's j-a-i-y-a at missjaya.com now back to sex with jaya I'm sitting here in my hotel room, and on my nightstand is a little lubricant called Aloe Cadabra. I have the French lavender. Of course, everybody's heard me talk about it. It's my favorite. And um, I don't think I could live without Aloe Cadabra. You know, the other night, I was with my partner, and we were making love, and I just got totally scared that he wasn't going to use lube. <laughs> now it's like I went from not using lube ever to now I'm terrified if we don't use lube. So, <laughs> so um, you know, I... I I just love this stuff, and I've talked about it a lot. You guys all know alocadabra.com is their website. Coupon code JAYA for 20% off. And you can also ask for alocadabra at Vitamin Shop and Vitamin World. Now, let's get to our guest. She informed me over the break. I've been saying her name wrong. It's Brigitte, right? Like sweet. Brigitte. Uh-huh. Brigitte. Now, I see. Here I go again. I'm so awful at saying people's names. I've got to get better at this. <laughs> Brigitte likes sweet. And uh, her website is BrigitteMars.com. Can you spell your name for us? Indeed. B-R-I-G-I-T-T-E-M-A-R-S.com. Great. BrigitteMars.com. And she's the author of The Sexual Herbal, which I have been reading and very much enjoying. So why did you choose to write a book on sexuality? Well, I actually wrote a book in an earlier incarnation. It was called Sex, Love, and Health. And so The Sexual Herbal is a revised and upgraded uh, version of that book. But I wrote the book... uh, maybe 15 years ago originally when everyone around me was breaking up, going, ending their second marriage, their first marriage, their third marriage. And I realized that, you know, I was on my second marriage and I thought there's got to be things we can learn from other parts of the world that can help. And anyone who wants to be good at their career, if you're a school teacher, if you're an herbalist, if you're a lawyer, a doctor, you're going to do continuing education to stay on top of things and mm-hmm. learn about 
perfecting your art your entire life. So why not continue to learn about the art of love your whole life? So I embarked upon um, just everything I could do to enhance my own relationship. At the time, my husband and I were in therapy, so that was wonderful, but a really simple thing that I started doing was uh, feng shuiing the bedroom and looking into foods and herbs of love and ways of enhancing communication and relationship skills. We also did take a number of uh, tantra classes. We took classes with uh, Charles and Caroline Muir, with Margot Anand. I did a class with Annie Sprinkle, with Light and Brian Miller. And I just realized, you know, I have a wonderful partner, and it's such a precious thing, and why not write a book so that I can learn from it and I can also help my clients so um, that's the outcome, and the sexual herbal was released by Inner Traditions uh, in late 2010, and I'm really pleased with it. I consider it a life's work, and it's it's not just about sex, as you've probably seen, Jaila. It's also holistic gynecology, because not everybody comes into a sexual relationship being totally whole. Many mm-hmm. people have uh, had past issues, emotional issues, uh, trauma, abortion, incest, where they're, they're still somewhat traumatized from that. It, it might also be that people have health issues like low libido or uh, vaginal warts or herpes. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when I was taking all these Tantra classes, I found that they were just assuming that everything was all systems go for everybody. But right. having had a private health practice for a long time, I realized that you know, women might be having hot flashes or severe menstrual cramps or endometriosis or prostate inflammation, that all of these things could be getting in our way. So I wanted to include in the sexual herbal um, how we can have a healthy reproductive system as well. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I, I come out of the Tantra community as well as a teacher and practitioner, and it, it's I think a lot of people, a lot of experts in the field get very stuck in either like this is the how-to, but they forget the whole picture. They forget the whole body, that there's hormones at play, that there's the physical aspects at play, that there's the spiritual, the emotional, that there's a whole spectrum of things. So I just love that you say that. Um, what you know, your your book starts with food. And I love that because I'm a foodie and I love food. And I, I was really into raw foods for a long time and just eating very healthy and eating very vital, um, a very vital diet. What foods do you consider to be the most beneficial foods for sexuality? Well, I heard you say some really wonderful things earlier. I mean, I totally agree about the avocados, um, about chocolate, but some of my favorite love tonics are nuts and seeds. And if you think about nuts and seeds, they can, they are like a reproductive system. They mm. are the seeds for creating new life. And after all, our reproductive system is designed to, you know, get us to at least, you know, maybe we're consciously trying not to procreate, but really it's a system that's designed to make more. And so nuts and seeds, so I love sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds. They're Mm -hmm. wonderful tonics for the male prostate gland. They're high in zinc and vitamin E, and we know that um, those are very important for libido. I think of pine nuts. I think of walnuts. and the most, I recommend doing these nuts raw, not roasted. So this is actually something to think about. If you were to plant a raw sunflower seed 
it could grow into a 10-foot-tall plant. It grows, but it when grows. it's cooked... <laughs> That's right. And It and doesn't it grow, it's dead. And it could you know, produce 500 more seeds. But if you were to plant a roasted, salted sunflower seed, it would rot in the ground. Right. So, I mean, we really need to think about that. All the animals... They eat their food raw, so why are we cooking everything? And, and I'm not saying that everybody has to go 100% raw right now, and I think a lot of people who started out 100% raw are finding, well, you know, doing high raw works and doing your best, but definitely raw nuts and seeds. And I love walnuts. They're said to be a tonic for the kidneys. So in Chinese medicine, the health of the kidneys has a lot to do with libido. And so... um Walnuts are good for the libido. They're also good for the brain. They're considered a kidney tonic. And uh, I also like almonds. And I, most American almonds are pasteurized, so I like Spanish almonds. Or mm-hmm. almonds that if you buy them, you know, Google and find really raw almonds, um, that would be preferable. So nuts and seeds are little powerhouses that have the ability to reproduce themselves. So that is a great thing. And, you know, I heard you talking about, you know, eating all the colors. I think that's so important. So a lot of red and orange colored foods are also good for mm-hmm. libido. Um, so you could think of things like watermelon, but you know what would be even more wonderful with our watermelon is if we could get watermelon with seeds. Because right. So many of our foods are being genetically modified so that they don't contain seeds anymore. And I truly believe that this is going to affect the libido and the uh, fertility of our population. Um, So I'm really big on like heirloom foods. I think we should have grapes with seeds and watermelon with seeds and eat the watermelon seeds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I always get so angry when I go to the grocery store and I can't find watermelon with seeds. My partner doesn't... I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's hybridized and it's not like I want the. Well, it's probably because everybody complained about the seeds. You know, where are you going to get them completely. out in grandma's kitchen, you know, and still be polite or something? But um, right. also in, in Asian medicine, black foods are really tonifying to the kidneys and therefore to the libido. So uh, I think of things like seaweed and miso and sun cured mm. black olives. But also. Um, Eating roots are helpful. Roots are really good for helping people to connect to the earth and be grounded in their bodies and be um, not so in their head. You know, a lot of people, they're too in their head to really want to get down and get it on. So think mm-hmm. about roots. They grow deep into the earth where the minerals are, and they help us to connect to our root chakras, the, the ones that correlate to the colors red and orange to sexuality and passion and that drive. Um, so I think that those are also of benefit. Um, and I love the idea of eating colors and making your food beautiful and sensual. When I mm-hmm. met my um, husband of 34 years, I was a single mother and I was in this thing of like, oh, who's going to you know, want 
poor me with my two little children and no child support. And I wowed this man with beautiful food. And one of the things that I did was I put edible flowers on uh-huh. many, many dishes. Flowers are the sex organs of plants. And of course, you can't eat just any flower, but uh, tulips stuffed with guacamole and nasturtiums and hibiscus and organic roses. Of course, they have to be organic flowers, not from the you know, flower shop where they're coming from South America and treated with chemicals. But um, in my book, Rossum, I have a list of over 150 edible flowers, violets and pansies and calendula. And um, I, I have more ideas on food magic, but I really do believe that in a relationship, when you show that you can feed one another, whether it's be taking someone out to a nice restaurant or even better, preparing a healthy meal, that really shows that you're going to be a great life partner. You know, if you're trying to wow somebody. So when I met my husband and I made him, you know, just amazing, delicious, beautiful, healthful food, I think he kind of got the picture like, well, this would be really good for me to hang out here a little more often. I hope that everybody heard that. That's a great seduction tactic, everybody. <laughs> if you you know, use food. Use food as the sensuality to heighten this, the the beauty of your life. I mean, it's really again, I I come back to I don't just teach sex, it's about aliveness. And the food, if it has aliveness, if it has that beauty that you want to reflect out, I mean, that's just, I mean, you, you're hooking somebody. Plus all that kidney meridian stuff, you know. You're, I, I say at a party, you know, if you want somebody to follow you home, you just rub circles on their back, which is the, the kidney meridian. All right, we have to go to break, unfortunately. So um, when we come back, we're going to talk about herbal aphrodisiacs and some great exercises to improve your sexual vitality. More with Brigitte, like sweet, Mars. BrigitteMars.com is her website. More Sex with Jaya when we return. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. 
feel the magic happen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We are talking with our wonderful guest today, Brigitte Mars. You can go to her website, BrigitteMars.com, and she's the author of The Sexual Herbal. So let's dive in with your favorite herbal aphrodisiacs. I want to hear all about it. And, and can you tell us your definition of aphrodisiac before you dive into that? Because Surely. some people say they, they aren't real, that they don't exist. Well, an aphrodisiac is anything that's going to... M- empower us to be more sexual. And it's, of course, it's named after Aphrodite, goddess of love. And so aphrodisiacs could be something so super healthy that it just gives us more energy. It could be something that makes us think of sex. So when you talked about like the banana or, you know, asparagus, they're sort of phallic shaped. So it might be, you know, you sit there with your beloved and eating asparagus spears or, you know, feeding each other a banana. I mean, that's going to make you start thinking about, hmm, yeah, I wonder <laughs> what else I could put in my mouth that reminds me of this. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so, but an aphrodisiac might be something that relaxes us so we feel more in the mood. Or it might be something that energizes us so that we've got, you know, a little more zip to put in our drive. <laughs> so um, I love it. So, and again, you know, when I talk about these herbs, remember that you do not need to reinvent the wheel. You can go to your favorite natural food store, and you know, most of them are going to have a shelf of like, you know, women's um, sex herbs and men's sexual herbs. There's products available that are in the form of tea and tincture and capsules. Um, but if you really, you know, do want to explore the world of herbs, I would suggest the sexual herbal because there, my book, because there is a really complete materia medica. And when I do meet with clients, um, I always have them bring any herbs, drugs, or vitamins that they're already using. And, you know, one last thing before I talk about the herbs, very often what's getting in the way of someone's libido, besides all the emotional stuff and too much stress, it may be some kind of medication that a person's on. Right. And that's why it's really important that, you know, if you do seek out a healthcare practitioner, um, that they know what you're using because you might have gotten something from a, an MD and something from a chiropractor. But very often it's the pharmaceutical drugs that might affect your libido adversely. It, you know, mm-hmm. even things like high blood pressure medicine or um, allergy medicine. So we, we always want to get to the cause and not just use herbs like a Band-Aid. So, right, right. so, you know, with enough said about that, herbs that can enhance libido. Well, one simple thing, and this kind of ties into food a little bit, is to be lavish with the culinary spices. A lot of our culinary spices turn on our senses. 
things like cinnamon. Cinnamon. Uh -huh. Daniel Amen was talking about cinnamon this morning about being an aphrodisiac and balancing blood sugar. Yes, it's really amazing. And so I sweeten my tea with cinnamon. You can tell, you know, cinnamon is hot. It's warming. Mm -hmm. It improves circulation. And, you know, when I was um, a teenager, I went to an all-girls boarding school, and there was a copy of, for some reason, the perfume garden it, um, in the library. And, you know, being like a teenager and not really knowing much about love, I said, well, I'm going to check this book out of the library. <laughs> and the perfume garden, which I think was an, an Arabic text on love, um, talked about uh, Cinnamon, and, and I also read the Kama Sutra, and it was talking about like foods that it can enhance passion. And I remember my mother saying to me, "Your father and I." She won't listen to the show, so I'm not going to worry. She says, "Your father and I only make love when we go on vacation." And I said, "Mom, that's terrible. You only go on vacation like a couple times a year." And so when I came home from boarding school, I started making cinnamon everything. I made <laughs> cinnamon rice pudding and. Cinnamon French toast and cinnamon, you know, chicken, even though I was vegetarian. And I, my, at the end of the week, my mom winked at me and said, I think it's working. So <laughs> I, that enhanced, you know, that just encouraged me to keep learning. Um, ginger is another good one, improves circulation. You're going to get the picture that a lot of these herbs that are good for libido make you feel warmer and they improve circulation because it's all about moving chi, circulating that life force energy through the body so it's not just stuck in our brains or stuck in our stomachs. So I think mm -hmm. of ginger, I think of garlic, another great circulatory um, improving herb. Garlic has so many wonderful properties. Do you know that in um, some ashrams and monasteries, the the monks and you know abbey abbesses or whatever they call them um in some of these cultures where people devote their life to a celibate life that they very often do not eat garlic because it makes it too difficult to keep your vows of celibacy right right and I've if you ever you know even a krishna cookbook um does not have any garlic in it they garlic. use king which is also known as asafoetida because garlic yep. turns you on so sometimes garlic is contraindicated for people that fly off the handle too easily it can make you too hot blooded ah uh, you look mm -hmm. at my woman i kill you you know those people uh -huh. need to back off the garlic but for most of us um garlic can also be enhancing um, when I think of chai tea, you know, chai has cinnamon, ginger, it doesn't have garlic in it, but it has cardamom, another aphrodisiac. Um, and I, you can make chai without the caffeine and without the milk and without the sugar, add honey instead. Um, so other herbs for aphrodisiacs, Damiana is one that is native to uh, Central America. And listen to the Latin name of it, Turnera aphrodisiaca. Okay, that is the <laughs> I love it. name of it. And um, it's a, a plant where you use the above ground portion. It has a long tradition of being used by the, the Mayan and the Aztec culture. It was part of the United States medicine, you know, in the U.S. national formulary until 1947. Um, and it was even widely used and still sometimes is used by vets to get animals to mate. Like if you bring your prize stallion over to meet some prize mare, you want them to do something more than just eat grass. 
Mm-hmm. All right? So um, Damiana is good for performance anxiety. It helps to relax people. It uh, promotes physical endurance. It also allows nerve messages to travel um, throughout the body more readily. So it helps you. And uh, when my daughter Sunflower got married, um, I learned that it is a tradition for the groom's mother to give the bride a bottle of Damiana on her wedding day. So mm. she would, you know, lose her inhibitions. So, and I was so proud of myself going around Mexico saying, Tiene usted licor de Damiana? And only to find <laughs> out they sell it at the liquor store here in Colorado. So, oh. uh, and it comes in these, like, goddessy shaped bottles. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're really cute. So Damiana, some people even smoke Damiana. Um, so that's one wonderful herb. Of course, ginseng, um, you know, Chinese, uh, Asian, Korean ginseng. Um, ginseng is an adrenal tonic, and it is good for exhaustion. And it mm. also has a very warming nature. The, I mentioned the Asian ginsengs. They're considered more warming than American ginseng. So think ginseng. It's generally not used in large amounts by people under 40. So, you know, once you're over 40, consider ginseng an ally. I think it is so cute that my husband has a jar of ginseng roots on his desk and he, he chews on those. Now, if you're looking in the health food store for sexual herbal products, you're going to find one called horny goatweed. And mm-hmm. I thought you might want to know what is horny goatweed. Um, it's also known as epimedium. And it's... Um, it, it is considered a circulatory stimulant, an aphrodisiac, and I mentioned the importance of the kidneys. It also nourishes the kidneys. So it, um, it's been found to increase sperm production. Also, I heard you talking about testosterone. So mm-hmm. epimedium or horny goatweed can also elevate testosterone. And testosterone, we often think of being a male hormone, but it's also really important for women mm-hmm. to have some testosterone in their bodies so that they have libido. And I know that Viagra is so commonly prescribed for men. For women who go to their doctor and say, what can I do about my low libido, they'll very often be given um, testosterone. But I'm into doing it with herbs if there's any way at all, and so why not just take the epimedium or the horny goat weed? Um, and, you know, I feel that when we support herbs, we're helping to keep the planet green, and that's certainly really important too. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you say to somebody, my partner always says this, you know, he was taking herbal supplements to help him with his libido. He was doing like the hot rocks, which is the cayenne and the cinnamon with the maca powder. I mean, he's tried all kinds of different herbal stuff, but I'm like, I take an herb and I feel it and I'm like, I feel it. Oh my God, that was amazing. And he takes an herb and like nothing happens. Well, I think we have to realize that everybody is different. Um, You mentioned maca, and I love maca, but maca, and I'm going to come back to your question really quickly, but I just wanted to say that maca is really a root vegetable, much like a rutabaga. It's in the same Mm -hmm. family. And so rather than taking a pill of maca, this is something we should be adding the powder to our smoothies, or I've made Mm -hmm. maca ice cream. So I think you have to use more of it. Now, your partner is probably larger than you, and so... Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever the dosage is for, you know, a 110-pound woman for a 200-pound man, they may need to take twice as much. 
So know that that's a factor. Also, if we take something uh, between a meal, we're more likely to feel it than if we take it with a meal where it's buffered by a lot of food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's different things. Some people are more sensitive than others. And part of this wonderful adventure of life is learning that we're not all the same. And different herbs might have different effects for people. Um, now, one herb that I want to say to be cautious about is yohimbe. So yohimbe, you know, can work very profoundly, but it also can elevate high blood pressure, and it also can um, be contraindicated if consumed with alcohol or with recreational drugs, mm. which might also elevate blood pressure. So be really careful about that. I had a client come last week, and it was an elderly man, and he had high blood pressure, and he bought this formula that had yohimbe in it. So mm. it is really important to, you know, know your herbs. And yohimbe is quite strong, and I don't consider that one um, good to take unless you know what the contraindications are. Mm-hmm. In talking about sexual vitality, are there exercises to help people, I'm all about sexual vitality, to help them get that ultimate sexual aliveness. Well, I have so many um, exercises in my book, The Sexual Herbal, and but one that I am particularly fond of, and I learned about this from uh, Stephen Chang, who wrote um, the... The Tao of Sexology, and then also Montauk Chia, who wrote uh-huh. Cultivating uh, Male Sexuality and Cultivating Female Sexuality. But it's a, an ancient Taoist exercise called the deer. And there's a version for women and there's a version for men. I'm going to tell you both of them. But basically for men, they sit with their legs apart and then with one hand hold their testicles and then with the other hand massage about an inch below the navel in um, one direction, either clockwise or counterclockwise, 81 times. And then follow with, we have a commercial break? Yeah, we actually do have to go to a commercial break. Okay, follow um, with 36 kegels. We'll come back. Oh, do, do kegels with it. That sounds yummy. So when we get back, we'll share the deer exercise, the rest of the deer exercise and for women, and also some remedies. So let's get to the remedies for erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, low libido, some of those things that can help us with specific issues. More Sex with Jaya when we return. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is Aloe Cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own. Please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Today I'm talking with Brigitte Mars, her website, BrigitteMars.com. She is the author of the book, The Sexual Herbal. And um, we have a very short last segment here, but I want to pack it in full of information. So, Brigitte, if you could uh, share the deer exercise for women, and we'll jump into some specific issues. Okay, so the deer for women, um, and ideally men and women do the deer first thing in the morning, last thing at night. So for women, you sit with your heel up against your clitoris, and then you take your hands and you massage your breasts, if you'd like them to get bigger, go towards your heart. If you'd like oh. them to get smaller or, they're, or if they're painful and inflamed, go away from your heart. Do that 36 times and then follow with 36 kegels. And also, the, the reason both men and women want to do kegels is it can help prevent incontinence when you get older. And you know what? Nobody is going to want to get into your diapers. Right. I love it. I'm sitting here circling my breasts as we're talking. This is one of my favorite exercises. I've done it and it does work. We always joke, you know, the the size thing. So, okay, I want to jump into uh, erectile dysfunction. What are some remedies quickly for erectile dysfunction? Well, I, you know, rather than just doing a blanket thing like, oh, you need to do that, doing the deer would be great. Doing Mm. the deer. Also, you know, I heard you mention, um, you know, that you love your lubricant. And I, I wanted to say that 
it is possible to um, take the pressure off men and um, do a technique called stuffing, where you use a lot of lubricant and that you just insert the lignum into the yoni and breathe together and build your sexual chi and not be so attached to ejaculating all the time, but just starting to build your sexual chi. And sexual energy is extra energy. If someone's having erectile dysfunction, I would want to know what's going on. A, a really high meat diet, you know, people often think like, oh, it's real good, makes you really sexy. But too much saturated fat can clog your arteries so that the blood can't get to the genitals. Mm-hmm. So you, you want to find out what's going on. Is it emotional? You know, do we need to work on it that way? So, you know, my book is full of ideas, but doing the deer, using some of the herbs, yohimbe might be a, a really good herb to use in this case, providing you don't have high blood pressure. Um, so I, I want, that's such a big subject, but those are a few ideas, the food, the mm-hmm. herbs, and also to... Just be on a path to better health. Just because, mm-hmm. you know, one part of your body isn't working, my guess is there's other parts that need some attention as well. So rather than thinking of it as, oh, this is really horrible, it's an opportunity to start paying attention to your entire body and loving your body. And by eating healthier and doing these exercises and even, you know, doing partner yoga with your beloved or going for a walk every day, what a great way to support one another in getting healthier. Mm-hmm. Earlier you said yoni and lingam, and I just want to clarify for people who might not know those terms. She means, well, yoni is a word, Sanskrit word for vagina or vulva, and um, lingam is the Sanskrit, Sanskrit word for penis. So I just wanted to clarify those words in case people didn't know what they meant, mean. And what about premature ejaculation? Is there any herbs or any foods that men can eat to help with premature ejaculation? Well, I, I would say that premature ejaculation um, is going to be improved by people slowing everything down. Slow down your eating, slow down your talking, um, slow down your driving, you know, whatever you do fast, just slow it down. And then back off foods that are really fiery, like too much meat, too much cayenne. Um, you don't want to use lots of cinnamon and ginger and black pepper and garlic because they're just going to heat you up more. So you want to cool it down, eat more lettuce, eat more, um, you know, cooling vegetables, have you know, certainly have more salad, and not that those foods will decrease your libido, they'll just mm. help to cool you down a little bit. What about coconut? Co- coconut, you know, that's a good question. I, I, don't, I don't know. You might have some data on that, but I, mm-hmm. coconut's definitely great for sexuality, drinking coconut mm-hmm. water. But I don't, know, I don't know about that one. But herbs that can help um, reduce premature ejaculation are hops, um, oat straw and saw palmetto. Mm. Awesome. And saw palmetto is a great herb to nourish the prostate gland. So you might want to learn about that. Before, one of my friends, Rosemary Gladstar, says before you embark on taking an herb on an everyday basis, it's good to read about it in at least three different places. Mm, wonderful, wonderful advice. We have just a few minutes. So really quickly in close, I'm very curious about this question. How can sex education be improved? Well, I think that it's almost like, you know, drug education. We have this attitude of, like, just saying no. Um, and then, um, you know, so kids often learn about sex from other kids and have, 
you know, terrible misinformation. I mean, boy, the things that I heard. But one thing I'd like to just encourage is to improve our language about sex. Mm. So often our genitals are termed with swear words, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're men, and uh, things you yell right. if someone cuts you off in traffic or something. And that's what we're going to call our genitals. So improving right. our language, and that's why I do like, you know, the Sanskrit term uh, yoni and lingam, because lingam literally means wand of light. It's really a term of respect and endearment. And, you know, mm-hmm. yoni, I think, means... Um, uh, Cave, something sacred womb of creation, or I mean, something really like beautiful and honorable. So, improving our language. I also think that there's really very little sexual education on how to um, make love, um, how to make love with a virgin, how to. Um, you know, we talk about birth control, but there's really not any education. So I'm really proud that in the sexual herbal, I have a section on making love for, with a virgin. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's a male or female, how to make that first time special um, so that it's not a traumatic experience. And every experience after that, you know, can be a reminder of that. So mm-hmm. I hear that sound again. Yep. We are unfortunately out of time. Thank you so much to my guests. We could have gone on for like three more hours, I'm sure. Um, Brigitte Mars. You can find out more about her at BrigitteMars.com. She is the author of The Sexual Herbal. Very fantastic book. I highly recommend it. I've had a really great time on Sex with Jaya today. Thank you so much, Brigitte, for being on the show. Bless you, Jaya, and to your listeners. And um, let's do it again. Great. Thank you. I've enjoyed Sex with Jaya. Have you? I have. (laughs) You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now... Make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.alocadabra.com today.